Oh, why do I always get stuck behind Moxie in the coffee shop? I'm scared. I'm scared by the music, Rachel. You'll be all right. Hello, lovely listeners. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Not Just Tentacles, where I, Rachel, demystify anime. And I, Ruth, stay permanently mystified. Rachel, bring your mouth closer to the hole. Ooh, uh. Yep, we're doing another hell of a recap. Yay! And we're doing Truthsakers. To say that I've been looking forward to this one is an understatement because it's generally agreed to be the crowning glory of Hell of a Boss. I mean, there are episodes I slightly prefer, but this is still a smash in every... every I thought you were about to say every orifice. <laughs> well, maybe some of that later. But no. She totally pegs you. So it opens in a very kind of cartoon networky type way because we've got two new characters, Agents 1 and 2, who are like dumbass Mulder and Scully. And were they 1 or O? Oh. No, 1 and 2. 1 and 2. So 1 is the guy who looks a bit like a sort of redneck David Tennant while the his hot blonde girlfriend, at least I assume is his hot blonde Hispanic girlfriend, is Agent 2. So they're looking at all these images of imp that they've seen and they are all clips from the series thus far. Like, well, apart from one which is apparently Blitz's first ever trip to Earth, where he's apparently drinking boba and having just seen a horse. So typical Blitz behaviour. Yay, boba tea and horses and he's just burping everywhere. <laughs> yeah, this is the guy that has somehow managed to pull a prince and a pop star. Don't ask me how, he just did. Uh, we always get one guy like that. Oh, uh, Kavorka, man. Yeah, so... A what? Isn't, isn't he a, a character in a sitcom? He gets all these hot women, even though he himself's a bit there. Oh, well, well there's a, I would say it's more likely the schlub. <laughs> you know, you get the guy that's like, hey, pizza, and then, they, you know, he ends up pulling... Kamala uh, Harris or something. Yeah, yeah, supermodel or something. So they're just saying that you never know where they're going to turn up next. And then suddenly there's a clatter outside. A cat is me. And then you see Blitz, Moxie and Millie. And they're like, that's convenient. And they capture them. So Blitz is... Well, in... no, Millie doesn't get captured. Yeah, she she manages to get through the portal and Blitz orders for her to close Luna it. Because Luna saves her. Yeah. And um, meanwhile, him and um, Moxie get electrocuted um, trapped etc whatever you call it poor millie is absolutely i didn't realize that moxie gets poked with the condom <laughs> oh i know just after blitz says something about his dick the... sipping stick sucking lips yeah the <laughs> yeah found in a dumpster or somewhere <laughs> and it's not the first to last time that he goes dumpster surfing <laughs> anyway so poor millie is absolutely distressed and um, luna points out that she could tell it was serious because blitz didn't swear use any innuendos any of that but Millie doesn't care. She just wants to rescue the boys. So Luna humans up and they go off in search of them. Meanwhile, they come round and they are interrogated very inefficiently by one or two, having a clue what they're doing. And um, Moxie does the world's longest and most elaborate coffee order. So he's basically like every aggravating creative writing student that I've ever got stuck behind at Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And um, Blitz has been as obnoxious as usual and sort of thanking Agent One's mu- dead uh, mum for a fat, fat time. Mom. 
<laughs> yeah, and Moxie's just basically being a pain in the ass too. So sort of saying, you don't even know what we are. What are you? A Virgo! And just waving his feet around and so on. <laughs> and yeah, their plan is just to be as aggravating as possible, but the agents know this, so they drop a truth bomb on them. Meanwhile, um, Millie and Luna are, they've found them, so it's Dork's headquarters. Dork spelt D-H-O-R-K-S. And they... Why is it spelt that way? What's it sure for? Well... It's explained. No, it's just... <laughs> it's just because it looks a bit like dogs. Yeah. And um, they quickly um, rip up absolutely everybody guarding Millie single-handedly at one point. And it's nice seeing the girls working together and doing something themselves for a change, that they're the First ones rescuing them. are doing it for themselves. Because normally they don't get on because obviously Millie being racist and Luna hating Millie's husband. But for once they're managing to kind of get along and work efficiently and it's great Hang i want on, to see wait, more wait, of wait, that wait. It's, not, it's not being racist it's being speciesist well either way she calls her a hellhound and doesn't call her by her name and treats her like she's her inferior so it is kinder it's racist but it's about species rather than being another color of your own kind anyway enough of that and um, we will discuss that at a later date but not now meanwhile um the truth bomb has dropped and moxie um, it's not a bomb really it's more like a gas yeah um because moxie notices it it first because um blitz goes off on one about how um he's always worried about mix millie obsessed with her etc which is oddly personal as moxie points out and then um he says it's a truth serum and then he asks blitz to prove it and um Blitz asks him. Uh, yeah, no, he goes, ask, ask me a question. So Blitz goes, okay, do you let Millie peg you? Well, sometimes. <laughs> and I love the fact that apparently Richard Horvitz, when they, they were recording this, had no idea what pegging was, so he had to have it explained If you don't know it. what pegging means, look it up. <laughs> Urban Dictionary, your friend. But then wipe your Google search. <laughs> you and, not uh, necessarily, you might be into that. <laughs> and then... Um, Flick, then Moxie ear dandruff everywhere. Ew! And then Moxie tells Blitz that his suit is tacky, and then Blitz says that he's got shit taste in music because apparently he walked out of a musical that starred ugly, horny cats. <laughs> if you've ever watched Cats, they are ugly and horny. Ugh, especially if it's got blooming James Corden in it. Uh... Well, he was never in the actual proper show. It was just in a shit film. Okay, Brian Blessed then. Horny Brian Blessed. Nobody wants that. Was James Earl Jones ever in it, in the Broadway version? <sighs> Don't know. I, I remember Ken Page best. Oh, it's Ken Page, yeah, that's the thing. Right, okay. So, and then we get a sudden art shift. So you've got Moxie's Psyche, which looks like a beautifully, crisply animated Disney movie. And then you've got... Does it? I thought it looked more like the um, the video to Phantom of the Opera. Well, because the... this is Moxie we're talking about, and he's a humongous Phantom fan, then, of course, he sees it as being like the Phantom and Blitz as eric himself and it's not called eric just say the phantom the phantom and um it would be greatly appreciate it would greatly improve and um, phantom in my mind if you did have the phantom going yes bitch like blitz does you're going you're oh, tripping you my balls my because... precious little bitch boy <laughs> i mean to be honest if we had michael crawford singing that that would have just made my day. I think he's doing it more in the style of Richard White. It sounds more like yes, Richard it sounds, White. Yes, but if only they could have got Michael Crawford in to do a bit part. 
That would have just been fucking A. Especially since we know that Moxie fancies him. So anyway, you've got that. And then you've also got um, Blitz's psyche, which is more like Pink Floyd. And Is it Pink Floyd or is it more um, Jefferson Airplane? It is a mess, whatever it is. You've got all the people from his past popping up. And even Striker too, which I guess is... To... It, it, but the animation style, I'm just trying to work out what it's... Is it sort of like bad Disney? It's a little bit of everything. Like... um. Moxie is all kind of Charles drawing scribbly echoey. Um, but with a... Fizz uh, looks that, like wait, wait, Steamboat no, wait, Willie, I think. But the That's way they draw Moxie, they give him like an old-fashioned radio edge, like that they have... You know, that voice effect that they give to Alistair in Husband Hotel? Um, possibly, I guess so. And um, What would be the significance of that, though? Just that he's tuning Moxie out because he does that in the main like series, series as well when Moxie's going off on one and he doesn't want to hear it. It just gets a lot of white noise. And you've got Ferocica looking like a mess and going towards him being absolutely massive and crying. And they all seem to be voiced by Brandon rather than their actual voice actors. And then finally... The bit that all we shippers have been waiting for. So he runs away from this hellish mess up to a beautiful... Golden staircase. Glittering staircase with feathers floating down to it. And yes, he's crawling up to Stolas, who is looking gorgeous up on a pedestal. Saying, were you afraid to love me? Or something like that. Are you afraid to love people, Blitzy? And he's being fanned by silhouettes of Blitz. Meanwhile, uh, sort of like little love shackles appear on Blitz's limbs. And he doesn't neck. stop crawling towards him, though. And he climbs up onto his lap and Stolas goes to kiss him and he's visibly blushing. So this was the moment if Harvest Moon Festival hadn't already convinced you that it was like, yeah, despite all his complaints and so forth he does have feelings for Stolas but he also feels trapped and suffocated by them because as he's yelling at everybody to shut up because they're still going you're gonna die alone and whatever at the bottom of the staircase everywhere just gets filled with gold feathers and everybody melts away but Stolas last and finally we get back to Moxie Moxie's um, well, musical no, the last thing, No, the last thing Moxie we see of Mox is Moxie in that. Uh, oh, yeah, Moxie's dressed as Christine Dyer yeah. <laughs> at the bottom of the in stairs Blitz's with a fan. fantasy. <laughs> well, more his own fantasy, I think. No, well, well no, because it, it's in in directly in Moxie. Yeah, they, he crosses over. They, they, It's kind of like their fantasies come together at that point, I think. Not quite. And it, and um, so we go back to the phantom bit and they're singing together and Moxie's looking really cute and you've got um, them agreeing for once. Well, you know, that's not making sense. It's more uh, Blitz and Moxie appear in Moxie's fantasy agree that they're going to be better, that they're going to try and... Uh, get along better yeah not have their relationship be be as, as dysfunctional as it is yeah so they return to well they didn't leave it but they, we're now back in the interrogation room and um, Moxie asks Blitz what did you say the day that I first joined the company and yeah he, he, he remembers even though Blitz pretends that he doesn't 
and um, Blitz admits that he's a good employee, but he isn't going to pay him any more compliments than that because he's all maxed out. But he does say, I have a name, use it. So Moxie says Blitz rather than Sir, like yeah. he normally does. And then the ceiling caves in and it's Luna and Millie because Millie, of course, dashes over to Moxie and wraps him up in a hug. And Blitz is like, oh, how did you get here by yourself? And there's obviously Luna and freaks out at her being there. But she proves herself to be a very, very... There's a lot of weird combatant fighter going on. Uh, the, uh, the only bit that's worth mentioning is that line that the agents say to each other. Why do we only use weapons from the Japanese Edo period? Because it's badass, that's why. I like the fight, but then that's because I like Kill Bill and it's obviously a nod to that. So yeah, whereas got for me, I was just like, go, 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 Body go, parts boring. flying around. You've got... Um, Blitz getting out a grenade that says my dick on the side <laughs> yeah, that and was Pussy funny. Destroyer coming out. And you've got him being a good boss for once. He's giving them weapons. He's, he's, all, he's often a good boss. Oh, no. Are we he doing, delegates. Are we doing the pal of a boss management school now? <laughs> I, I think so. He delegates. <laughs> he inspires creativity in his team. He rewards loyalty. And then you are the only one out of us that's an actual boss, so I guess you know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh... <laughs> I don't do anything other than podcasting and acting. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, but unfortunately for them, the um, tables are turned and the agents are able to press a button that turns everything red, locks them up tight. Luna isn't able to read the grimoire and such like because, well, she's a dog and dogs can only see in black and white and so on. So she she can't see a damn thing. And um, yeah, it looks like um, time's up for our friends, but suddenly dun, 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 it, turns, it turns into a wonderful kind of horror movie entrance from Stolas as he manages to reanimate the corpses of the agents everywhere and get them to... Um, conjure him up by drawing with their dead fingers yeah feathers come billowing out of agent two's mouth and she turns round with her head like an owl is like never seen a real demon before to poor agent one who is of course absolutely wetting himself and then yeah stolas appears and he does say the infamous line that's led everybody to go "Ooh, he doesn't really love blitz he just sees him as a sex object he calls him his impish little plaything which i personally think he was just doing to look badass to yeah. the to the agent and Blitz is absolutely flabbergasted to see Stolas there, even though, of course, he took a photo of himself with a guy's head so and probably posted it on Instagram knowing him. Did he? Yeah, he did. He did it in the middle of the fight scene. So uh, it went too quick for me to see it. So um, Stolas kind of cups his face, makes sure he's OK, and then tells them all off. I for... thought he kissed him. In a moment. Yeah. So um, Moxie kind of say, tries to calm him down and says... We were caught off guard, Highness, etc. But um, he then opens the portal so they can all go back into Imp headquarters. And it's then they have their big damn kiss because he's asking Blitz, is he going to get any thank you for the rescue? And Blitz is all like, I can fuck your brains out if you like. And he's like, please do. So yes, a, a man after my heart. And they have a massive passive, passionate snog, which is witnessed by agents oh, one or two. Do people still say snog? 
well, okay, the like, because poor Stolas wanted something romantic, but Blitz is all like, making weird noises. And, <laughs> I don't remember the game. <laughs> yeah, he does. And um, Asia 1 and 2, who are still alive, they're thrilled because they now have enough evidence to be able to prove to everyone that they're not insane, that demons do exist. And you've got pictures of them on the CCTV. So you've got... Except, hang on, didn't the CCTV get wiped or something? Because it suddenly went saying, no signal, no signal, no signal, no signal. But at the end, it, they, you can see Blitz sticking his finger up at the camera, Millie and Moxie murdering people, Luna going, and then finally Stolas looking at the camera. So that's all there. So they do have the evidence they need. And I'm pretty sure that we're going to see them at a later date because Blitz already having caused havoc Are you in sure it's not seeing Stolas stars. seeing it and wiping it? Um, no, I, I think that that will definitely be a plot point and put Stolas in even more trouble than he is already for having his fling with Blitz. That they'll also be bringing hell to humans' attention. So it is a terrific episode. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Has, Sometimes it overloads on the senses a bit much. Um, yeah, I can see that. I mean, maybe the fight scene does go on a bit long. It's a bit much for me. Yeah, I do love the musical sequence, though. Yes, that was good. And the fact that it does confirm that Blitz's and the feelings shtick. are real. The yeah, was good. Yeah, <laughs> Moxie versus the agents and Blitz versus the agents as well is good. They, they are definitely my favourite kind of minor villains of the show. I mean, I couldn't care less about Striker or Fizz or that lot, but yeah. these two I like. We these two Stryker can stay. Striker did make a bit of a comeback in um, Blitz's fantasy sequence. Yeah, that was a nice throwback. Yeah, because he genuinely hates Stryker. I think he's the only one of them that he truly hates and fears because for Rosica, he feels bad about the way that he treated her. And Fizz, he's, he hates him. but Does he actually feel bad about the way he treated her? Yeah, I get the impression he does. He tries to cover it up, but the way that she appears in his psyche, she's much bigger than everybody else. She's clearly distraught, so he does feel bad. And I think there's even a germ of fondness left towards but Striker, he just out and out hates because, well, he tried to kill Moxie, he tried to kill Millie, and most importantly of all, he tried to kill, kill Stolas. So, yes, he can't stand the fucker, and, well, neither can I, to be honest. So, so what's up next? Ooh, um, I have no idea, to be honest. Um, we've got another episode, haven't we? Yeah, we've, we've got another episode. Oh, um, so let's go on with that. And in the meantime, I could be doing other things as well. I haven't decided yet, but... It's all very exciting and I'm looking forward to it. And it's good to talk to you guys again about Helliver because it is one of my favourite things. So, yeah. So, we've got anything else to add or is that, is that all? What's the next Helliver episode? So, that is going to be Aussies, which, of course, is when there was drama. Really? What do you mean, really? I didn't see it as drama. Well. Basically, that was a jazz song. Yeah, but basically, Stolitz had the reset button pressed on it pretty much, as well as some shen really? shenanigans at Moxie and Millie's wedding had, anniversary. Like, the, I don't think they had the the reset button pressed. I think you're kind of like overblowing the trumpet on there. For me, it uh, had a, a change of dynamic in it. I don't think it had the reset button pressed. Well, either way, we will. For me, a reset button press would be they split up. Okay, it was a realignment of their relationship, but we will get to that in the episode. So until then, love you guys. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening. 
if you've enjoyed this podcast, don't forget to subscribe. And you can also follow us on social media. We are at TentaclesNot on Twitter. And on Facebook, our page is called Not Just Tentacles. Speak to you soon. Bye.